0: Not more tasa pacawato, Arahato, some ma, some buddhasa. Not tasa pacawato, Arahato, some ma, some buddhasa. Not more tasa Arahato, some ma, some buddhasa. But On this occasion of the uh, platinum jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II uh, uh, of the United Kingdom, uh, 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 I thought to offer some reflections on the uh, what's called the ten raja dhammas, or the the ten qualities of a um, a skillful uh, leader, a skillful monarch, and so. The reflections I'll offer not particularly not directly related to Queen Elizabeth but rather I thought it'd be useful to consider uh, in terms of uh, the the Buddha's perspective what are the qualities of a a skillful leader what helps a a nation come together or a group come together and be led in in a wholesome a a skillful way and I brought a crib sheet along because uh, some of the ten are easy to remember. Some of them are a little less familiar. So <laughs> I took some notes and made a crib sheet for myself this evening. It's also interesting, these ten Rajadhammas in, the, in the, the scriptures, as far as I know, that there's, as I just mentioned, a couple of lines in one of the Jataka stories, the stories of the Buddha's previous lives, and uh, they're, they're not given a, a huge amount of prominence, but because of the, uh, the say, the the skillfulness, the usefulness of, of, those, um, of those qualities, they've been drawn upon by uh, Buddhist nations since uh, I believe the Emperor Ashoka um, uh, more than 2,000 years ago that he took these 10 qualities and, and established his uh, leadership of uh, India after, after he conquered <laughs> Conquered much of India and put himself on the throne and declared uh, be- declared himself the emperor of most of the Indian subcontinent. He then adopted these these Dhammic principles and of these ten Rajadhammas informed his rule. Similarly, uh, in Southeast Asia, in in Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, uh, Cambodia, that uh, these principles have been drawn upon and referred to by different monarchs uh, over. The years, and particularly the recent late king in Thailand, King Bumipon, Adulyadej, King Rama the Ninth, he very consciously drew upon these, these qualities, these 10 Rajadhammas or 10 uh, uh, qualities of a, a skillful leader, a skillful monarch to inform his, uh, his say, way he guided the, the nation of Thailand in his uh, many, many years on the throne of, uh, of the kingdom of Thailand. It's it's interesting. It's just a couple of lines in. The, it's uh, if you want to look it up, it's Jataka number five hundred and thirty-four. I looked that up as well. <laughs> looked that up as well today. Jataka five hundred and thirty-four, the maha, Mahahamsa Jataka. Uh, Mahahamsa means the great swan, uh, and it's a story of a uh, of a lifetime when the bodhisatta, the, the Buddha's previous life, he was a swan or some in trans, some translations a, a goose a, a great goose or a great swan um, and it's just uh, the towards the end of, of the story uh, that this these 10 qualities are listed but uh, they are uh, i feel a very it's for good reasons that these 10 qualities have been reflected upon and and been used to inform skillful leadership and i would say it doesn't just uh, relate to leading a country but also leading a uh, a monastery, or leading a, a, a business, or a, a community of any kind. Oh, the, uh, lo- looking at these ten, um, they are uh, loosely grouped into uh, areas that cover the, what are called the, the three akusala mula, or the three unwholesome roots. That they are qualities that address the, the, the three areas where we really get lost as human beings and these are greed, hatred, and delusion. Uh, Loba is greed, uh, uh, dosa is hatred, moha is delusion. And uh, so the, the, the ten qualities are loosely related to those three areas, and so uh, uh, it's putting them together, you, you can say that um, they are, three of them are, are related to honesty, so counteracting delusion, uh, three of them are related to unselfishness, counteracting greed and uh, and uh, say passion or greediness loba, and four of them are related uh, to uh, to kindness, to harmlessness, to gentleness, counteracting uh, dosa or aversion aggression. The, uh, so the, the maybe the first three to address then are, are to do with honesty so these are sila It's the first one that's easy to remember sila means virtue or the precepts and um, then the, the second one in the uh, group relating to honesty is ajava uh, ajava means um, uh, uh, communicating, working in an, in an honest, straightforward way and then the third one is avirodhana uh, which means um, keeping to your uh, agreements or being uh, being obedient to uh, agreed standards so these uh, these qualities are living virtuously based upon uh, a leadership that's based upon a love of the good um, that that's sort of not, uh, the first quality is sila not just because the rules are there and you're supposed to obey them uh, by a, 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 an act of obligation or because it's expected, but rather a, a leadership that's based on a love of the good. Um, in the Pali language, "gunadhamma" uh, is that sense of the heart rejoicing in wholesomeness, rejoicing in in kindness, rejoicing in goodness, rejoicing in in harmlessness and honesty. So um, there's a, a, a rare English word, a rarely used English word called sinderesis which has the same meaning as the, the heart that rejoices in in honesty, in kindness, in goodness, in, in generosity. So that uh, these are the first uh, of the ten Rajadhammas I would mention, is that uh, living according to the precepts. And so that if you are, say, uh, one who loves the good and uh, is uh, devoted to living in a way that uh, that embodies those those. Uh, Wholesome qualities, that, uh, that's uh, you know, the first step or the first element to have in place. So that's uh, uh, sila or virtue. Then the second one, uh, uh, ajava. ajava, is to do, again, th- these, these qualities overlap with each other. There isn't uh, like a strict, say, a line where one quality stops and the next one begins, but many of them you know, overlap with each other. So ajava, um, Looking at this and, and uh, looking at various teaching, uh, teachings around this, also I might recommend um, Venerable Paiuto's uh, uh, book called The Constitution for Living, and he has a, a number of, of uh, say, the, the lists of, of uh, teachings from the, the Pali canon and the commentaries that are very, very helpful guidance for skillful living. So there's a, a section on skillful leadership and he goes through these ten Rajadhammas in that book so i would recommend looking that up um, and uh, and uh, seeing his commentaries on it so in terms of uh, ajava uh, long a double j h-a-v-a ajava it's a um, uh, working in an honest way and to do with communication so if you've if you've undertaken to do something you do it if you've made a promise you keep the promise uh, that, you've, that you've made uh, you don't relate in deceitful ways so that you, uh, when you talk to one group of people you don't say the opposite of what you said to another group of people you're not uh, you're not maneuvering or manipulating or acting in deceptive ways but there's a reliability a straightforwardness in in the way that you communicate so in terms of leadership that's uh, I would say is extremely important is that you are consistent and that you are uh, you're, you're not acting in deceptive ways, or just speaking in ways that please one group. And then, uh, when you, <laughs> apart from that group, and you're talking to somebody else, you you put the you put the first lot down, and you you say something completely different to the the second person or the second group of people. Rather, there's a consistency, there's a there's a a faithfulness to uh, to the truth, and and a straightforwardness. And so, I found particularly. Uh, many years of uh, collaborating with uh, uh, Lumpur Pasano uh, at the Abhayagiri Monastery. We, we were co-abbots there together. I would say he's a very uh, excellent example <laughs> of that ajiva, a very straightforward uh, quality that he would always you know, say, the uh, speak in the same ways to one person or another person, even if it was uh, something that was uncomfortable, he'd have to say, you know, he'd say, well, I have to tell you, I don't agree. Or <laughs> like, Yes, you're very enthusiastic about that idea, but no, we're not going to do it. And um, so uh, I found that it's extremely helpful. It was a really good example for me. And as a personality, I tend to like to always please people and uh, agree with people. <laughs> and so that this challenge of being straightforward and, and being consistent with, uh, with everybody giving the same message and and not uh, contradicting yourself or, or um, uh, just, uh, say, not being faithful to what, what, what you said or what, you've, uh, uh, what has been, uh, say, communicated to a, another person, another group, uh, I would find myself inclining towards just saying something to please people. <laughs> but living with, with uh, uh, Lumpur Pasana was an extremely good example. How very very straightforward, absolutely uh, true to his 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 word, and and steady he he was in that that uh, Ajiva kind of character, that um, uh, that sense of being uh, totally reliable, and that uh, if if uh, if something needs to be said, you say it. If it doesn't need to be said, then you don't say it. So Ajiva is that straightforwardness and and honesty in in working. Similarly. in one of the the the, the things uh, on a on a more practical level relating to building departments and, and uh, planning offices <laughs> that one, and, and not just uh, here at Amravati and other monasteries where i've lived at chithurst or at a uh, Apayagiri monastery in, in the states or uh, um it uh, it's such a uh, um uh, a blessing to be uh, honest with local officials that, that they when when they realize that you they, they tell you how you want to how they want you to build a building and what codes you've got to follow if they know they've set a standard and you're going to do your best to, to meet that standard regardless of how much it costs then they go oh, how, uh, how, how marvelous these people are not trying to finagle anything they're not wangling they're not being deceptive they're not putting up structures behind our backs and or disobeying the the, the building codes And that over time, that uh, establishes a a very powerful uh, quality of of trust and and, uh, a sense of friendship and uh, readiness to work together. And once uh, the local officials know they can really trust you, that you're not trying to get away with anything, you're not being sneaky or trying to cheat or bend the rules, uh, then they will actually allow you, generally, uh, allow you a lot more flexibility. They'll give you much more... uh, Sort of room to uh, to manoeuvre. They they are more generous in what they allow you to do because they know that you're not. They don't. They don't have to be suspicious of you. You're not trying to cheat or get away with anything. So that's all in the the realm of ajiva, establishing uh, relationships of of trust and straightforwardness and uh, and reliability. So that uh, if uh, someone says something, you know that they're going to be true to their word. They're going to keep their promises and that they're not going to just be as soon as you part company they're not going to be uh, decrying you or or, uh, behind their back or or or, say going against the agreement that you that you just made or or um being a i see uh uh, active in trying to unpick the agreement that's just been uh, just been put in place but uh there's a straightforwardness, an openness that is—it's a, it's a, a powerful force for cohesion and peacefulness and skillfulness of relationships. And the third one in that that group is Avirodana, which it's, it's related in, in that, and it's to do with keeping to the agreements that that have been that have been made. So. Uh, I, I i'm not sure of the exact um etymology or the or the origins of that word avirodhana, but um it's uh in a way if if there's a community standard or a community agreement uh, that has been is been made that if, even if you're in a position of leadership if that's the standard for the whole group that's what you keep you know it's not it's not just one uh, one rule for for us and another rule for them but rather it's the same standard for everyone, and that's, uh, if people have been looking at the news in recent times, that's one of the things that uh, caused a lot of criticism for the current government and, and not uh, certain members of the government apparently not following the, the rules for you know, during the COVID lockdown periods. Um, I won't get into political discussions, <laughs> but uh, having uh, read some of the news uh, recently and hearing what people say, that that sense of It's one rule for them and another rule for us, and people really uh, having uh, sacrificed a lot during the lockdowns, missing out on being with their their loved ones in nursing homes or missing not even able to go to funerals sometimes of their loved ones, and uh, strictly following the rules that were put in place, and those people who wrote the rules (laughs) and established them, apparently not keeping to the same standards that, that others were expected to follow. So the avirodhana is no. If, you, if you're the if you're the queen or you're the you know, or you're the boss, you're the abbot. You follow the same standards as everybody else. This is the community agreement. It's it's the same rule for for for, uh, for you whether you happen to be at the top or, or you're uh, just a regular member of the group. It's the same for everybody. Uh, we all we all have that uh, say uh, a shared value system, and we all participate in that. So the, those three uh, of the the, Raj, uh, the ten Rajadhammas are about uh, honesty, and uh, when there's a, a, a per, uh, someone can trust a leader, uh, a leader to be honest to be uh, sort of representing things in a true way, then there's a um, uh, there's a joyfulness there. One of the the qualities of, of Sila, speaking about the five precepts, the Buddha called the five precepts the five. Great gifts, the five Mahadana, because uh, as he pointed out, if you if you uh, refrain from taking life, if you refrain from stealing, if you refrain from sexual misconduct, if you refrain from lying and, and intoxicants, then he, as he puts it in a particular Sutta, he's he's talking about this: you give immeasurable freedom from fear, freedom from distress, freedom from anxiety to innumerable beings. You, if by taking the standard of of not choosing not to kill, not to not to steal, not to lie, other beings know they can trust you they don 't need to be afraid when you 're around you don 't when you walk in the room they don 't have to hide their bag under their chair or, or to kind of check their check their their pockets are zipped up so that their their things are safe um, they there 's an ease there. so that's uh, apayadana is giving of fearlessness as is, uh, is an attribute of that those aspects of honesty and so a, a person in a position of leadership who can manifest that then they give and they, they help to create a zone of safety a zone of ease in the 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 place where that uh, where they live or the 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 uh, institution that, that they're leading so then the, the next three uh, relate to um, loba uh, uh, say greed or raga a passion uh, and it's uh, ways of establishing unselfishness so that these uh, dana, generosity, and parichaga um, uh, and then the third one is tapa, which is austerity. So, dana, uh, generosity. Um, uh, if someone is in a position of leadership, needs to be generous. If they, if they kind of are uh, a greedy and selfish and they keep, you know, keep all the the, the best things for themselves. Uh, agreed that you know, someone who's a monarch has a lot of Property and a lot of <laughs> fine jewelry and clothes and, and and such and such like but uh, even if you 're a, le- a leader of a monastery or leader of a of a business or you 're a, a, a head of a university department or just head of a head of a family <laughs> that if you, if you misuse that role of leadership to sort of and uh, be selfish and greedy and, and keep the the, the uh, quote unquote good stuff for yourself and not share it then that creates a lot of tension, division, resentment. So it's important to, um, for a person in a position of leadership to be generous, to share what resources come to them. If you're sitting in the central seat, if you're in the, the kind of focal point that you act as a magnet, you know, you're, you're there at the middle, so that the offerings come to you so that... It's a, especially in a monastery, you know, literally material offerings uh, come to you in, in the central seat. So it's very important to be ready, ready to share and to to give fair shares to all, fair shares for all, and and to not be taking advantage of that central role. But also with with dana and generosity, and when when talking about that as a, it's, a, it's very much a central Buddhist practice, a focal point of Buddhist training. We can get over-focused on what's called amisa dhāna, or the giving of material things, like sharing out food or or, or clothing or the uh, or uh, other you know, comforts and useful things, uh, pleasant things. But dhāna is also, t- uh, I would say, generosity in terms of time and attention. You can be physically generous <laughs> but be very, still be very close hearted and so one of the things i emphasize when talking about about dana and and uh, nowadays particularly with um uh with the the short the short attention span that people have and how people are always looking at their phones <laughs> and uh attention is very easily distracted uh, one of the things we can give is our uh, our say, uh, our kind and caring attention to the people that we live with, the people that we work with. Actually spending time to listen. When someone says, can we talk, you say, yes. <laughs> when would you like to talk? And then when you're talking, you're not checking your phone while you're in the middle of the conversation or you're, you're not just trying to get away, but rather really giving wholehearted attention and, and care, giving time to each other. And that is, uh, uh, I would say, a, a very uh, helpful kind of giving. And so that, that uh, particularly, I would say, Lumpo Chao was uh, extraordinary in this capacity. He just had time for anybody and everybody that uh, I didn't spend a great, uh, uh, a great long time in his company. I was only probably in the same monastery as him for about a total of three weeks in the, my uh, life as a monk in, in Thailand. But when I was around him and watching him operate uh, and seeing how how he lived, he had just all the time in the world for anybody and everybody. If if a conversation was worthwhile, if it was, uh, yes, after the evening meditation had finished, if there were some uh, people around at his kuti, if, if it was a useful conversation, it would go on to 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning... <laughs> You'd carry on, and sometimes you'd literally be sitting there, and you'd hear the, the morning bell go at three o'clock, and go, "Oh, time to take a break," <laughs> and then uh, the ready for the uh, the the alms round at uh, five o'clock or half past five, uh, a couple of hours later. So that was an extraordinary example. Lumbarchar was was uh, just available. And uh, and and ready to engage and to to offer whatever assistance, whatever whatever support he could in, in any time. So giving is not just signing a check or or, or giving a, a, a you know a box of lettuces and such like. It's it's also that having time for your parents, your children, your co-workers, your fellow monastics, your your other uh, people that you share your your life with, the person in the shop, you know. Standing next to you in the queue at the at the supermarket, you know, just to have time for each other. So parichāga uh, is um, that uh, capacity to work selflessly and to um, so parichāga. Uh, Chāga is generosity. Parichāga is, in a sense, working uh, unselfishly. Working uh, so it's, it's in a way not expecting other people to do things that you won't be prepared to do yourself. <laughs> Again, like, you know, Lung Phu Chow was an incredibly good example. He was always, if there was a, uh, a work project uh, going on, he'd always be you know, out there w- with everybody else and ready to, to engage, to, to help set things up, to lead things, and seeing things through to the end. So it's, in a sense, leading by example, leading from the front, um, uh, that in uh, as a skillful mode of leadership it's a it's a kind of unselfishness of like okay i've got time for that i can be available yes <laughs> i think i don't so i don't find myself so much out on the work site um, but I, I do go to a lot of meetings so my my tongue does a lot of work rather than my hands <laughs> on the, in terms of uh, the work around the monastery and so uh, i'm on a, my latest count i was on over 20 committees now which is a bit shocking but, so i spend a lot of time reading uh, agendas and minutes and, and attending meetings but it's something i i can do i can help be part of discussions and uh, hopefully skillful decision making and guiding things in that way but similarly i feel it's important to embody that quality of availability yes you're, you're available you and that um if the mind says, No, I don't want to bother, someone else can do it, then <laughs> that's when a, an alarm bell should go off. And they, Wait, 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 wait. It's uh, why not me? Why shouldn't I do it? Uh, that, uh, and that readiness to, to give up your, your preferences, to get, give up your laziness or self concern, to, to be available, to, to lead from the front, to lead by example, and that is a very in- encouraging and powerful presence in people's lives. And tapa, uh, tapa means austerity or, or um, uh, literally it means uh, uh, see, using uh, painful feeling in order to develop spiritual strength. So like a, a, an ascetic is a tapasin. Uh, or when the, the Buddha talked about patient endurance, kanti paramang tapotitika, patient endurance is, is the supreme austerity so that means being ready to go without so uh if uh if there aren't uh, there's not much to go around then you, you, know, you as a leader you also go without you're you're ready to to sort of to endure the same difficulties or austerities that everyone else is enduring like say during the during the lockdown you know that uh, that kind of that was an austerity a tapas practice <laughs> not uh during that the the time from march 24th 2020 uh, during that first year of the lockdown, I think I left the property of Amravati twice or three times in the whole year. Literally set foot outside of the boundary of the monastery about twice, two or three times in the whole year. So, uh, okay, we got to be contained. We got to, to, to not be um, roaming around. Okay, well, let's be contained then. So uh, uh, I was made that effort to, to just not be um, too eager to get out and do things and go places, uh, any excuse, but rather, no, we're encouraging a standard of containment, simplicity, not doing anything, not engaging, not traveling. Okay, let's try to be a, a good example for that. It's, it's an austerity, but uh, that readiness to go without, readiness to, to deal with, with hardship, along with everybody else, uh, is a, that encourages uh, everyone to similarly, like, well, it would be really nice if we could, but okay... Well, the Ajahn's not going anywhere, so I guess I can not go too. You know, <laughs> so that the, that um, readiness to to deal with austerity or to to work with those kind of challenges uh, and to to go without uh, is uh, uh, I feel a very um, very good example. the uh, uh, the king of the late King of Thailand, King Bhumipong Adulyadej. Uh, one of the things that the aroused great faith and confidence in him as a, as a leader, uh, uh, as, a, um, uh, as a figurehead for the Thai nation, it wasn't because he had a lot of money or that he, he was sort of had grand ceremonies to proclaim how, how important he was as a king, but what really struck people was how he was, he was, he was a quite a, a skilled engineer and scientist and, and he, uh, he liked to develop water projects building uh, dams and, and um, reservoirs and, uh, and canals and providing water in different parts of the country. And one of the things that were, that people were really impressed by was the sort of tapas, the austerities, the kind of discomfort he would go through in order to trudge through the countryside to these remote regions and, and to you know, make his way out to, into these... Very you know poor run down parts of the country and and looking at the these the the maps and and the, talking with the engineers about how to you know, create a reservoir how to how to dam some streams and how to create water supplies for a whole region. One of the most popular photographs of him is him i think leaning over a map with a drop of sweat on the end of his nose Just so <laughs> kind of clearly, clearly in focus. Uh, and that was a, a, a picture you'd see all around Thailand of the, the king out in the baking sun with a drop of sweat just gathered at the tip of his nose, to, and, but intently looking at his, his, his uh, engineering drawings and uh, more focused on that than the fact that he was baking hot in the, in the tropical sun. So tapas, that uh, tapa, austerity, the readiness to, to endure, discomfort. For the benefit of the whole group, for the benefit of the community, to to uh, uh, to uh, say, be that example. Then the, the last four are about non-violence, so the the counterpart, the counteracting the dosa or aversion, aggression, and uh, so these are um, madhava, which means gentleness or mildness, madhava, and um, akoda. Koda is wrath or anger, so akoda is wrathlessness uh, ruth- or non-anger, uh, non- non-reactivity, non-reactivity, not blowing up. <laughs> akoda is to not resort, resort to uh, to uh, uh, angry outbursts or just forceful, uh, d- uh, forcing your opinion, forcing your point of view, threatening behaviors, uh, and then uh, the. Um, the next one, uh, akoda, and then we have um, Avihingsa, which is non-violence, and then the last one is kanti or patience. So those four, all represent this, counteracting the habits of, of dosa or aversion, uh, uh, aggression. So madhava, so uh, uh, someone in a role of leadership, they they need to be mild, they need to be gentle. That uh, that's a, 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 you know the Buddha highlighted this as a, a skillful. Uh, aspect of leadership, rather than you know being a, a good leader, is like a, is uh, 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 exercises their power or their will. They they show their strength. They, the Buddha say no. <laughs> a good leader doesn't demonstrate their strength or display their strength, but rather they display their gentleness. Uh, just the uh, the other day, I was at a, uh, at a, an event at the London Buddhist Vihara um, to celebrate the the jubilee, and uh, the guest of honor was Vice Admiral. Sir Tony Johnston-Burt, who's the Master of the Royal Household, uh, but he, he sort of he's the maintenance maintenance manager of Buckingham Palace. So he's a he's a sort of um, Ma- the Morris Mountjoy of Buckingham Palace. Uh, Morris is here. So you, you don't get quite a glo- such a glorious title, you know, uh, Master of the Monastic Household. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Sir Tony is the uh, maintenance manager at Buckingham Palace, and. Uh, when he came to visit here with some of his his team, we spent about ten minutes ten percent of the time talking about Buddhism and about ninety percent of the time talking about air source heat pumps and resin bonded gravel and <laughs> all those good things to do with uh, main, maintaining uh, uh, buildings and such like. Anyway, he was um, uh, he was the guest of honor at this event at the London Buddhist Vihara, and he was talking uh, in very knowledgeable terms. He was using the the Parameters he used a model of the six parameters that you find in the northern Buddhist world, talking about the qualities of, of queen elizabeth uh, and uh, and one of the um, uh, the things he was focusing on is how she would continue to ask when he was talking with her about dealing with various aspects of of the palace and and the administration of looking, looking after the, the buildings and the staff and and all that he 's responsible for. He said that she keeps asking me. But were you kind? Have you been kind? Are you being kind? <laughs> over and over again. That was. Uh, he said uh, that that uh, that's that's what she reverts to uh, over and over again. Is that? Yeah. You know, yes. That's all very well. But are you being kind to them? Yeah. Did you deal with it kindly? Yeah. How d- how did you work with that? So Madhava, a gentleness, kindness, um, is uh, you know. Uh, primary quality that the buddha emphasized in a in a good leader uh, and then um, uh, the uh, akhoda not being uh, not, not erupting not resorting to anger or force and also it means like not bearing grudges not uh, uh, if you're in a position of authority or leadership it's easy to if somebody's annoyed you or upset you, it's easy to, to incline towards making life difficult for them or, or being biased against that person or speaking, and not, and not just in terms of, of, uh, of uh, physical action necessarily, but just the way you speak about them or you, the way that you make other people, uh, you influence other people to see them in, in negative ways. So, uh, akoda means like not being spiteful not being small-minded, um, and not being uh, 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 petty. And, and again, I would use my, the example of Lumpur Pasano uh, um, in, uh, in California, that uh, working together with him for 13, 14 years was, uh, it, it was extraordinary. He, he is un- unable to be petty. He, there's a, no small-mindedness, no kind of grudge-bearing in him. It was, uh, extraordinary it was really very inspiring and uh and lovely to see it was just he he could he could never be um that so sort of small-minded or petty or, or uh or or bearing a grudge just uh, picking uh making picking on someone or making you know, nasty remarks or, or making things difficult just because someone had uh, acted in a way that was inappropriate or unhelpful and it was extraordinary, a very beautiful, wonderful example. So that um, akoda uh, is a, is a very important quality. Then avihingsa, not being non-violent. Again, th- these qualities overlap. But it's you know, it, particularly in a, in a monastery, you know, the, the physical violence and physical harming is extremely rare, almost unheard of. But we can be verbally uh, aggressive and sharp with our tongues, as uh, the Buddha used the phrase. Uh, uh, Stabbing each other with verbal daggers, uh, we can we can do a certain amount of that. So that Avi non-violence. It's not just a matter of not hitting people or not uh, being physically violent, but not verbally or or attitudinally violent. Just uh, that not moving, letting, training the mind, training the mind not to go in that direction. So, not uh, not using this aggression or violence or just force. To, to get things the way you want or to, to push uh, things through in, uh, in your own preferred way. but going the other direction, Avi uh, ahinksa uh, to non-violence just to find ways to sort out your differences through collaboration, through discussion, through uh, emp- through empathizing with others. And then the last one uh, on the on the list is uh, is or patience and that um, that. Uh, uh, When people uh, are regularly asking about um, monastic life, or dealing with the mind, or working with meditation, uh, one of my favourite phrases is is that you need ridiculous amounts of patience, absurd quantities of patience. Many of you have heard me use that phrase. It's true. (laughs) I would say that. uh, And uh, when we talk of of patience in Buddhist psychology. it's it's a bit different from the way we use the word patience in English. So In English, the word patience means you're, there's something unpleasant going on. You've got an illness or an injury or there's a, a work task that's tiring or a burdensome or you've got a difficult relationship, difficult responsibility to deal with. And patience is you're kind of gritting your teeth and... You're staying with it, but you're waiting for it to be over. There's a base of resentment and, and grudge. You, you kind of you begrudge that this there's this thing I've got to deal with it. Okay, I'll stay with it. Oh, all right, you know I, I, I can bear it. So there's a kind of begrudging, resentful base there. So you are staying with it. So that's something, <laughs> but there there's a, a basic negativity. Um, so you're, you're developing strength and you're 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 bearing with that painful state for a time, but the, that kind of patience is not liberating. The paramitas, the patience, Kanti is one of the, the ten paramitas, the ten spiritual perfections. They are, uh, they are qualities that conduce to transcendence. They're not negative mind states. So patience is about dealing with painful experiences, but the Kanti, which is the, uh, the liberating paramita, it's about letting go of time. So true patience in Buddhist psychology, you're not waiting for it to be over. It's a, you, there's a heart, it let's go of time. In a way, it's a, a development of the insight into the timeless quality of dhamma, the akaliko dhamma, the timeless quality of dhamma. So that that uh, it's patience really is not waiting. <laughs> it's like learning how to not wait. Yeah, is, there's something painful going on and the mind isn't going to the state of waiting for it to be over but rather there's a surrender as a pranidhana is a Sanskrit word for that the, uh, there's a, a surrender ok here it is, in this moment it's exactly like this and that is still uncomfortable but there isn't that waiting for it to be over because waiting is dukkha waiting is tying the heart to the realm of time and that if this thing is over, then I will be happy. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of leadership, patience is extraordinarily uh, potent. And uh, the Her Majesty the Queen, I'm sure, has had to, uh, she's got a, quite a luxurious lifestyle. She has literally got several palaces and crowns and you know, all kinds of jewellery. But she does have to be patient with a number of the members of her family. And. Uh, <laughs> The incredible number of ceremonies she has to sit in on, and the the the, the kind of clothing she has to wear, and uh, all the the, uh, the kind of accoutrements, and and uh, the patience with the protocols uh, that they have to go through, the the procedures, and the, the way the way things are done. You know, this uh, if I think the vinaya discipline is probably remarkably simple com- in comparison to the 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 vast books full of of, of uh, uh, etiquette and formulae of how things are done properly and, uh, uh, that uh, the, uh, someone like the Queen has to be with and, and be patient with and, and can't override or just um, give up on. If you're in that role, so these are the ten, uh, the ten Rajadhammas, the, t- the ten qualities of a of a, a skillful leader. Uh, and uh, th- I, I feel these are helpful reflections for, for myself and the role that I have as Abbot of Amaravati, but also uh, I would say that, that the, queen, the Queen of England, the Queen, uh, the queen uh, of the United Kingdom, she embodies quite a number of these uh, these qualities. Uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, not everybody here is particularly supportive of uh, royalism <laughs> and, or the, and that uh, I'm not presuming that, uh, that everyone should rejoice in in a, a, a structure of a of a monarch and a, 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 a country having this kind of a, a, a role, uh, uh, this kind of a role in the central position, but in terms of human qualities, I think it's, it's helpful to to consider. And that's why on this occasion, rather than just talking about Queen Elizabeth, I thought to talk about these Rajadhammas uh, as qualities to 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 reflect upon what the Buddha highlighted as what uh, is really needed in order to help a a, a being to catalyze or to be like a a coordinating, uh, say, um, an integrative figure at the the center of a a group, whether it's a a business or a hospital or a school or a family or a monastery or a, a country. One of the things that uh, in, in reflecting on this list, when you think about the, the qualities of a of a, a a political leader or a national leader there 's nothing about being particularly knowledgeable like Bahu sutta means like having a lot of knowledge or great learning that that 's not mentioned it 's not expected to have a, a lot of a lot of knowledge um being uh, c- coming from a good family <laughs> or from a, a, a significant family is not mentioned. Um, uh, being able to exercise force is not mentioned. Uh, the, or the, these these are noticeable absences to me. That uh, you don't have to be particularly um, uh, inte- in, even intelligence isn't mentioned <laughs> on the list. There's no mention of panya or. Uh, So you don't need a lot of knowledge, you don't need a lot of intelligence, you don't need to have a degree in political philosophy, (laughs) you don't have to come from a a good family, you don't have to have a lot of money, you don't have to be um, physically or psychologically powerful. The qualities that are there, uh, it's to do with with honesty, to do with unselfishness, to do with with, uh, gentleness. And that, that, to me, is a huge message in, in and of itself. And the Buddha looked at what really holds things together, what uh, constitutes skillful leadership. It's, it's uh, these, these qualities and the, the notable absences there. That, um, and he was from a warrior noble family. He was a warrior noble prince but, and a soldier before he went into the monastery. So he understood about leading countries, leading armies, and uh, so that uh, these were the qualities that he highlighted uh, from the, the, the ground of his wisdom, his experience, uh, his understanding so I, I think the, uh, these are extremely helpful to, to get uh, acquainted with, uh, again I would uh, recommend uh, Venerable Payuto's Tansondep Jan's book Constitution for Living and it uh, spells out these qualities and uh, explains a little bit more about them in in that book but uh the uh if one feels well i'm never going to be in a role of leadership or it doesn't really involve me i <laughs> think it uh, uh i would say from time to time the, uh, we, we are almost all of us are called to be um, in a role of of leading even if you're just uh, you're, you're leading the washing up team in the Amaravati kitchen <laughs> you are you're you're leading the uh uh, the, uh, the stacking of mats in a temple. You know that uh, 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 wherever we are in those kind of roles, wherever we're asked to coordinate or to be a central figure or take responsibility, then these are qualities that are uh, helpful, important, skillful to bring to mind. So I offer the, these thoughts for consideration on this uh, platinum jubilee occasion.